Are you ready to learn more about promoting play, defending childhood, empowering caregivers? Save 10% on professional development at explorationsearlylearning.com and support the show with the coupon code OOL. Click the link in the show notes to browse upcoming trainings. Hi, Candice. Hi, Annie. Welcome back. <laughs> Season two. Season two. We didn't even know we were going to have seasons. We, we just had a, a long pause <laughs> and now we'll call it season two. This is like the story of my life. I'm like, I'll take a little break. And then three months later, I'm like, maybe I'll get back to it. <laughs> no, this is a much, much needed break. Um, we have spent, so we're in North America. We've had the summer off from our day job and we rested and planned and plotted and did a lot of stuff. I posted um, on our Instagram page at living out of line, if anybody'd like to check it out, uh, right as we were going on pause that I was listening to the Damari Akila collab that was beautiful called pause work. Um, I will look it up because I'm not going to remember off the top of my head, but it was, um, and they changed the word into an acronym for diving in, seeing how your unschooling is going. P was pain points. I know, um, I'll look it up, but I dove in straight headfirst into the pause of the summer and not, um, being with young people in their unschooling world, as well as, uh, letting my kids, my kids were in public school last year, letting them really just dive into de-schooling. Um, we were kind of lazy blobs this summer. <laughs> yeah, I was too. I, well, I, I say that I was lazy, but I feel like I did. I actually oh, did a lot. I know that's the um, problem with us. Yeah. <laughs> so I moved my house. We moved our, our center we packed it all up and moved it just last week. Um, After months and months of being patient and waiting and trying to follow what was good and right in the world for us. And it was a lot of waiting. Yeah, we had the last day at our center. We had been thinking that we were going to purchase that property and, and be there forever. And we left thinking that and now we're in a new wonderful place and it all happened really right on time but I think it was still quite a bit of work to get here oh man I know it's funny actually Jeff Johnson who helps us produce this podcast um explorations early learning and playvolution hq plugging Jeff uh I told him I was going to take a little time off because we were buying a building and he was like, whoa, and at that point I hadn't even thought about it being a big deal and it was a big deal and it got to be a big deal. And right as we were about to hit, like go on the purchase, we had an opportunity fall into our laps that we couldn't ignore. That was um, just a safer, better alternative for us for long-term stability and growth and our support of unschooling. Right. I don't yeah. know. It just the timing was insane. I think our whole summer was spent um, patiently waiting, trying not to freak out. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Like I want to do something. I want to pack. I want to clean. I want to, and we couldn't really do anything No, for most of the summer up until last week. And we didn't need to do anything. And, um, it all came together. It was amazing how it just like flowed and everything came together and we have this beautiful space, a great partnership with some local organizations in the community. We have, um, we're, we're more in the city, so it's a little bit more accessible for, you know, everybody. And we can, I'm so excited to like walk to the grocery store with the kids and walk to the library and it's going to be so great. And interact with our, our city life, which is what this is all about. Right. Um, I think. I had a lot of like revolution, revelations, revolutions, many revolutions in my own head um, all summer long about what, what the work is that we are doing. Um, I think in theory, I understood it all. I think my body needed to absorb it a little bit. And I think for me this summer, it really sunk in about, um, you know, this de-schooling work and this unschooling work. A lot of people don't understand the terms. It's really about rejecting societal norms on how we treat children, on how we separate them from society, on all of that stuff, right? Like kids should be in their communities learning from the community people around us. And so that we have that opportunity here in this new location. We were a little bit more isolated where we were and where we were heartbroken to give up some great outdoor space. We've gained a lot of connection with community. Yeah, so it's it's going to be great. And, you know, I think our families are excited. We have a lot of people who are supporting us in this journey. And it's been it's been so cool to watch it just unfold. And like, I'm really working on stepping back and not exerting control or stressing out. And it's <laughs> my, my it's thing working out leaning into the blobbiness. Oh, it was quite a summer for us um, between getting settled and settling. We're still getting settled in with our new space to support unschoolers. Um, but yeah, just even the digging into like exploring the unschooling piece of things. So the pause work that I was talking about uh, came from the Fair of the Free Child podcast, which is Akila Richards. And this season, she had Damari Dickinson on with her and they explored um, what they kind of fleshed out to be pain points, absences, understanding, sorting and shedding and exploration. It was a really nice, pretty simple series on figuring out what you need to dig into your own unschooling and de-schooling process. I think the only thing that was missing is something that's generally missing from us is also looking at the celebrations. I think we tend to overanalyze how we're supporting, how we're not supporting, um, not only our own kids, but other people's kids and we can be really hard on ourselves. So luckily, um, Emma Tempest is a coach of mine who I love. And she reminded me to also celebrate the the moments that have worked out and we haven't done that enough at all. We really got into those pain points though. <laughs> we talked for like two hours about our pain points <laughs> and then didn't say, didn't say much about the celebrations, 
So I think before we get back to school, we should celebrate our um, our our move and and everything we're creating, and also a little bit of last year too. Oh man, we have so much to celebrate. Just the fact that we are still here. I mean, man, we survived 2020. We survived the pandemic, both I'm talking like individually as parents, mothers to young children. We don't talk a lot about our kids on here, trying to respect their privacy, but Candace and I are both moms to young children. I have a um, just turned eight-year-old and an almost six-year-old, a five-year-old. And Candace I have a five-year-old. A five-year-old, and that's a lot of work. And um yeah, celebrating that, celebrating that we're here, celebrating that this has worked out, celebrating that we've found unschooling. I think um, this back to school season for me has been harder than I imagined. Um, this is the first year since my kids started being school aged that they haven't gone to school, um, which is funny now that we're in our third year of running an unschooling support facility. Um, but yeah, my kids kept going to school partially after the pandemic because I needed a little bit of space and mental break, right? Um, also because I, I loved the school. The people in the school were great people and it was two blocks from my house. I could walk my kids there. Um, I really trusted the teachers that they had. Um, but yeah, and, and not that that's my story to share. Uh, my son... Vincent has told me I can share parts of it. And the fact that we together decided he decided not to go back this year, um, which was really, really big deal. And honestly, most of that decision came down to his basic needs being met. Um, and that's like literally basic needs, like bathroom and food we're talking. Um, and you know, yeah, anyways, uh, he told me I could share that piece of it and I don't need to share a whole lot more, but it can be really hard. So I'm sure there are other families who are either considering unschooling or who maybe back to school isn't a, a very happy time of year in your house. Um, maybe you have just stepped out for the first time, but it's hard when you see like your, everyone's newsfeed is filled with smiling kids holding signs of what grade they're in. And that's wonderful. I don't want anyone to stop that. Like, great. I'm glad that you're celebrating milestones and it's working out for your kids, but, um, man, it's also really hard when, I mean, it's hard whenever you're rejecting some sort of mainstream society, right? Yeah. I mean, just seeing how sometimes I think like everybody else fits in this box and it seems to be fine for them. And, you know, it's not fine for me, but then we get to see, the positives of it, you know, and um, I think for me, it's like seeing that the pictures in the newsfeed is kind of like, I almost miss it too. Like I miss going back to school as a teacher and stepping away from <laughs> schools. You know, I'm, I just, I miss like that exciting, like first day and fresh meeting, bulletin board, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meeting the students for the first time. And, um, it's, you know, we still, we run the center and we have a first day at our center, of course, too. And it's just, it's just different. And, um, I'm so excited to see all of our, our kids come back still, but it's just, it's, it's different. And I think about like today, I was just thinking, oh, most of my friends are 
or my my teacher friends are you know doing their PDs (laughs) and uh, spending all day doing that. So I'm happy that I'm not doing that. PDs they neither requested nor wanted, (laughs) or will use, (laughs) or will use most of the time, right? Um, Well, and I think that speaks to like the survival aspects that we have in whether you are an educator in the system or you are a participant as a parent or student in the system you have to have some level of buy-in to keep showing up. Right. And um, I think I was joking with you recently that I felt like I had Stockholm syndrome a little bit. Like I have been in shambles. I'm actually impressed. I haven't um, cried yet tonight. I'm talking about it, but like, I can't talk about my kid going back to school without crying, even though I know it's not, it wasn't healthy for him and it hasn't been healthy for us. Um, And, you know, there's, some studies have been going around recently in my early childhood circles about, um, like how I forget the term, I should know the term, but, um, there's a term for like how kids hold themselves together all day. And then they come home and fall apart when they're with mm-hmm. their family. Cause they're, their safe people. Right. And, yeah. um, it shouldn't be that extreme. We shouldn't be expecting kids to hold it together. I, I got a text today from a, a friend whose son started kindergarten less than a week ago, and she's already gotten an email home from the teacher saying that he is um, unable to sit still and participate in distracting other students. I'm like, this is his first school experience as a five-year-old, six-year-old, whatever, however old he is. Like, what how do you keep moving forward? You know, they just posted their smiley on the front step first day of school picture. How do you, how do you go from that less than a week ago to getting like bad reports? It just feels so yucky. And it's sad because then, you know, a lot of families blame themselves for, for that email, right? Like what did I do wrong or what did I miss? And my child isn't prepared enough for this, but it's really the other way around, right? The schools just aren't prepared for the kids. Right. And we're also brainwashing parents to think that their five-year-olds are supposed to sit still and there's something wrong with their five-year-old and it's Mm -hmm. not the case, (laughs) right? Um, We have that quote up on the wall here um, about how schools should be preparing for kids and not the other way around. I mean, the whole idea of kindergarten readiness is ridiculous, I mean, schools aren't ready for our kids any more than our kids are ready for them. Yeah. But yeah, so we took a break. We took a pause. We've absorbed. We've reflected. We're processing still always. Um, I also got the the Fair of the Free Child deck of cards um, reflection tool. And right when I was starting to feel like the most like confusion, but also we were starting to see the light of at the end of the tunnel of where we were going to be and, um, our location was starting to find solid ground. I pulled some cards and, um, they were purpose doorway and then rhythm was upside down and it kind of fell out. It wasn't one I picked and it made me chuckle. If you're like a card woo woo person, maybe you're identifying. I sent it to a group of friends and one of them was like, I don't get this. What does it mean? I'm not a card person. (laughs) But for me, I was like, how do you not see it? (laughs) It's everything. My my rhythm is so out of whack, but I also just am like moving forward through the doorway to find my purpose. (laughs) Um, But I really did feel like that. And, um, I think we're ready to continue moving farther and farther as we 
get away from schools and the system. And, and I think I, I felt like leaving public school behind, you know, we were doing, it wasn't on purpose. We weren't trying to be noble, but we were doing the noble thing of sending our kid to the neighborhood public school. And in spite of the fact that that wasn't, um, the common decision among families who looked like us and lived like us in our neighborhood, um, you know, basically white people weren't sending their kids to the neighborhood public school. But to me, I wasn't going to try sending my kid to a private school or a charter school or a theme school, because to me, all schools are off the mark right now. And I figured if my neighborhood public school wasn't going to work, then school wouldn't work. Um, and found that out, but I felt like a failure a little bit. Like I, I meant like to be part of the change from the inside and, um, the more, the more you start seeing all of it, how toxic the system is, you know, people say it's broken. It's not broken. It's meant to be this way. Um, you know, it's not ironic that in most cities, the schools that have the highest populations that reflect the global majority, but black and brown people, um, are also the least resourced. Um, so yeah, anyways, I, I felt kind of like a loser <laughs> in some ways, which I know I shouldn't. Yeah. I think you have the social pressure too, because you had, you know, a group of people that you were with there and you're probably feeling that a little bit like, you know, I'm leaving and you're, you're leaving for a different reason though. You know, you're, you're leaving to create a new system, yeah, which is what we need to be doing instead of continuing the old ways of, like you said, the system was designed to be this way. There's nothing that's going to change. Right. Yeah. And I think once you start seeing that you can't unsee it and you're like, it's all of it is BS. So it's not just about the testing. It's not just about the grading. It's not just about how arbitrary report cards are, or the fact that your um, kindergartner pees their pants because they're doing the instruction of like holding up whatever number finger symbol they're supposed to, when they have to go to the bathroom, but the teacher's so busy, they don't see, so they just pee their pants. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, and that's what I had to realize. Like I am choosing to step away because I'm doing the work on the other end to create something new. And yeah. I believe that there needs to be something new and education, the education system, as we know it in our country these days is um, designed to provide childcare for people so they could be better workers. And it's designed to teach them how to be better workers when they leave school. Right. So we know that like that's been factually um, recorded through history. And so it's okay to step away from that and say, there's a better way. And it requires a lot of support. It requires building your community. Um, you can't unschool. Well, maybe you can unschool in a vacuum, but um, <laughs> to do what I feel is like the responsible way to unschool, you definitely need support. And um, yeah, I don't know, even just for the childcare aspect, I, I don't want to, I love my kids, but I can't be a great parent if I'm with them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I need breaks. Yeah. And so school gave me that for free, but there are other ways to get that break too. It just took a little bit more effort and planning. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there <laughs> now that we're neighbors. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. That's another thing that happened this summer. Candace and I are neighbors. Um, it's literally building the village that 
we need to support our family. And Candace moved in about three houses down. Mm -hmm. There's a fence blocking us, but we've created, we've built ladders to <laughs> overcome the wall between us. It's like a six foot fence. I almost fell off the ladder the other day. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> I break my arm. The other adults in the neighborhood have uh, been questioning who's been up and over the ladder of adults. And I think only you and your husband have been. <laughs> The rest of us are too shy. <laughs> I step on the ladder to call my kids home, but I haven't been up and over yet. Um, but yeah, so there is a lot to celebrate. We have been yes. really working hard to create this unschooling world for ourselves. Um, we've been able to uh, soak up and, and just like we've learned, we spent the first two years of this just learning, 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 listening to all the people, the right people, finding the right people. And we just needed to absorb. So this was a summer of absorption. Yeah, seriously. I, and I'm, was, I'm still so interested in everything on schooling and self-directed education, but I could not listen or learn anything more about it. I'm like, I just need to absorb everything that I have learned. And it feel, it felt good. And I think it's such a critical part of the de-schooling process, deprogramming ourselves and just observing, like leaning into being curious about ourselves in ways that we, many of us as adults who have been schooled have never gotten to do before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm sure if you're listening to this and you're recently stepping out of line or you are a seasoned unschooler, you know that, that the de-schooling part is such a major part of uh, making the switch. And they will say, so yesterday was the back to school date for my children's former school. And that was a little emotional at times during the day. And I think there were just some, some awkward emotions, nothing like too sad, but just trying to process like what we do feel. Cause there are people there that we are going to miss dearly. And there are people there that we aren't connected to outside of that place. Um, but also like we had such a relaxed evening and like we were sitting out on the porch as like dusk was hitting, which is uh, West Michigan this time of year, it's late. It's like eight 9 PM where it's getting dark. Um, so just sitting out and like enjoying the evening and rolling into bedtime and not feeling stressed that like people needed to get to bed because they needed to wake up early. And we we're on just, we weren't beholden. We're not beholden to anyone else's schedule right now. We'll start programming, um, here soon and have to kind of be attentive to other people's schedules, but otherwise it's just us figuring out how to live. And it's really actually quite beautiful when we, when you can do that. And what a gift I think it's given our family. Yeah. No, I'm getting corny. <laughs> Don't cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm, I'm over it. I've cried enough. I don't know. Yeah. Anything else for Listeners who might be recently not going back to school, I think more and more people are trying alternatives, whether it's even just choose like our neighborhood public school, like you said, like the community we created there, like my presence there alone, our presence as a family there alone invited other white people into the space, right? Because as my best hand of cards against humanity had told me many years ago, white people like white people. And when they see other white people places, they feel safe. And so more neighborhood families chose to go to the neighborhood school. I don't know. Is that good or bad? We'll see over time, but people are looking 
to break the um, societal patterns, I think even in small ways. So we have a lot in store for this season. This is actually really exciting. We didn't intend this to be a seasonal thing, but we took a long break. We were able to talk to some people. We have some voices who we're going to highlight and share. We're going to talk about childism. We're going to talk about Ooh, stepping away from teaching, stepping away from teaching with some other folks who have yeah. recently left more conventional systems, opening center, opening centers, ALCs are popping up, flying squads are popping up. Um, there's good stuff happening that we are going to dig into this year. So have faith. If you are recently stepping out of line, if you are a seasoned unschooler, get excited. We're going to, um, dive in and have a lot of good stuff to share. So keep listening. We'll be, um, back with regular podcasts out on Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts, find us on Instagram at living out of line. Anything else? What are we forgetting? Uh, that's it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> have a great week and remember it's okay to step out of line. Bye, everyone. Bye. It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.